Episode number 171 of the Living Deliberately Together podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast, where you'll learn how to get clear on what you want and get unstuck from what is holding you back so that you can go on living deliberately. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So I don't know about you, but I am entering into a crazy, fun, exciting, and challenging month. My two younger kids just finished a month of baseball camp, and now all four kids are home for the rest of the summer with pretty much nothing to do. It is hot outside, like over 100 degrees, and there's corona, and I don't think I have to say more about that. All I want to say is that if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you are home with your kids for the summer, or you have been home with your kids for a long time since corona started, I totally hear you. I really, really do. And at the same time, I know that you have the power to get unstuck from the overwhelm if you want to. And I want to remind you that I am here to personally guide and support you through any of this now or at any time. Just send me an email to start that conversation. Oh, and of course, my second book is coming out at the end of this month. That's really exciting. I am so grateful to the people who chose to be on my launch team. Last week, one of those people sent me a personal email just sharing some of her thoughts with me, and she gave me permission to share them with the listeners of my podcast. This is what she wrote. I took a look at your manuscript, and I really love your writing. You are so personable in there, as if you are telling a story over a dinner table, and your stories are full of such resilience, kindness, and grace. You emulate traits that many people want to have, And by reading your book, they can grow not only from your tools, which are really awesome, but also by your character that comes out in your stories. I think it's great that you have such a habit of listening to your heart and your soul through journaling and retelling your stories. That self-awareness makes for such good content for a great book. So thank you to Jamie for those words. And to all of my podcast listeners, please mark your calendars for Tuesday, August 25th, when my book, The Clear Way, will be available for free on Kindle, just on that day. Of course, it's going to be available on paperback too, but if you are a a Kindle kind of person, I just wanted to let you know so that you don't miss it. Okay, my friends, today I'm going to speak to you about creating emotions, as this is a topic that has been coming up in many of my coaching sessions recently. And so I thought I would take the opportunity to share some of my thoughts with you today. So as you know, if you are feeling stuck, you are stuck on an emotion, typically a really challenging emotion, like frustration or disappointment or anger or resentment or aversion. And so the question is, if you are stuck, on any emotion, but you want to outwardly appear differently to others, or maybe you actually want to feel differently on the inside, 
How do you do that when you're feeling so stuck on the emotion that you're feeling? Well, the answer is pretty simple. Not that it makes the practice easy, because it doesn't, but the answer is simple. The answer is, you go back to your thoughts. Don't forget, your thoughts are what cause your feelings. At any given time when you are stuck, the only reason you are feeling stuck is due to a thought. That's it. It's really simple. If you want to change your feeling about something, you need to change your thoughts. And the way that we change our thoughts is by using the unstuck method. The third step in the unstuck method, the you, is where we uncover where, what our thoughts are. And then we investigate how true those thoughts are. And when we can recognize that our thoughts are not 100% true, we can then go to the next step, C, for consider, and we can consider a new thought that will serve us better in that moment and will help us feel better. It's literally as simple as that. Now, the reason it's not so easy is because we have a lower brain. And that lower brain is going to try to keep you in the right the whole time. The lower brain does not want to stretch itself into places of unfamiliarity. It doesn't want to go to a place that it doesn't know. It wants to stay safe. So if you are stuck on feeling self-righteous, well, your mind is going to stay in that place unless you really, truly want to get unstuck. Let's take a very common example. Let's say you call a friend or a parent or a boss or a neighbor, and you're calling this person because you want to share something that recently happened in your life, and you want that person to hear you, and you want that person to know about it. So you make that phone call, but the response that you receive isn't the response that you were expecting. And so you feel disappointed because you were expecting them to respond in a certain way, maybe by empathizing or acknowledging you somehow, but instead they responded in a different way, so you are filled with this emotion of disappointment. Now, you may be feeling so entitled to that feeling that you don't want to feel anything else in that moment, which of course is your choice. If you want to feel disappointed, then you'll feel disappointed. But if you're looking to feel something different, the question is, how do you do that if you're stuck on disappointment? Well, like I said before, you take yourself through the unstuck method. You start with a stop. You take a temporary pause and separate yourself from the story. You teach. Tell yourself which emotion that you're feeling, which is disappointment, and you allow the emotion to run through you rather than continuing to act on that emotion by overthinking it or by gossiping about the situation with others. You, you uncover your thoughts. Like one of your thoughts might be, I believe he shouldn't have responded that way. And then you question that thought. Should he not have responded that way? Well, he did. So that can't be true that he shouldn't have responded in that way because reality shows that he did. And then you go to the next step, C for consider. And there's so many things you can consider in that moment. 
right? You can consider he did his best. You can consider he answered in a way that he thought would be helpful to you. You can consider gratitude that this person is in your life. You can consider gratitude that you have the ability to share this with other people, even if you didn't get the response that you wanted. And those are just a few off-the-cuff considerations that I thought of. So when you take on a new thought, like one of those considerations, you will create a new emotion within yourself because thoughts create emotions. For instance, if you choose to consider gratitude rather than judgment, immediately your mood and energy are going to shift. Yes, you didn't receive the response that you wanted, but if you were in a place of, wow, I'm so fortunate that I have this person in my life, you're going to feel something completely different other than disappointment. And this is how you create emotion. The circumstance is always neutral. The words or the way that that person responded is neutral. It wasn't positive and it wasn't negative. You get to choose what the charge is on that situation. So if you put negative thinking on the response that you got, you're going to put a negative charge on it. If you put a positive thought on that response, you're going to put a positive charge on it. You get to choose, always. In the heat of the moment, I totally understand how difficult this can be. But it's important to remember that it's only difficult if you don't choose a thought that is going to create the emotion you want to feel. If your stuck feeling is stronger than your desire to get unstuck, you're just going to stay stuck. In other words, you need to know what it is that you want to create in that moment. If you want to create a feeling of disappointment, well, there's really not much more that you need to do. You already created that. If you want to create happiness or gratitude or satisfaction or peace or anything like that, well, you do that by managing your mind. For the past two months or so, I've been participating in an improv group in my community. It's actually not quite improv. In Hebrew, it's called playback. It's more like taking our real-life situations, our real-life stories, and we play with them. We let other people act them out. We play with the different thoughts and emotions. It's kind of hard to describe, but it's actually one of the best experiences I've ever had. One of the exercises in particular that I really liked is one that I'm just going to share with you now. We were broken up into groups of three, and we were given a fictitious scene to act out. So two of us would be the actors, and the third person would be the director. The two people would start acting out the story, and then the director would shout out an emotion, like happiness. And no matter what the story was or where we were in the story, the two actors had to shift to being happy. So in other words, I was acting out a story where I was playing the granddaughter and the other woman was playing the grandmother. And the grandmother was coming out of the closet and sharing this news for the first time with anyone in the family. Okay, that was the story. And so when we started acting it out, 
you know, there were feelings of like fear and curiosity and anxiety. And then boom, we both had to be happy. Happy for ourselves, happy for the other. And we just continued the story, but with a different emotion, with happiness. And then 30 seconds later, we had to be angry. And then about a minute later, we had to be peaceful and then disappointed and then joyful and then frustrated. And it went on and on like that for about, I don't know, five to eight minutes. And it was an incredible exercise to see that we had the power to shift our emotions. Now, yes, this was an exercise and it wasn't real life, but doing that exercise really helped us recognize that we have the power to create any feeling we want. And we did it successfully. Look, we create emotions all of the time. We may not realize that we're doing that, but we do. But what's important to know is that you can create your emotions on purpose. You just have to know what it is you want to create and which thoughts will support that. I'll give you another example. A couple of days ago was August 1st, which marked the first day that all four of my kids would be home with nothing to do this summer. For the past 11 years, we've been traveling to the United States to be with my family, but because of corona, that didn't happen this summer. I'm so grateful that in July, my kids had baseball camp, but now they have nothing. And it's like over 100 degrees here. And it's corona time. And I'm still working despite all of this. And I have a book coming out at the end of the month. And I don't want my kids watching TV all day long. And I don't want to be cooking and cleaning after them either. And, 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 right? You can hear where this is going. So I woke up the other day with a deep feeling of dread. That's really the best word I have for it. I literally didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to face a day of whining and complaining and everything else I was anticipating. But at the same time, I didn't want to feel that feeling because not only was it not going to serve me, I knew it wasn't going to serve my kids. Because when I'm in a state of dread, that energy affects everybody. And so I took myself through the unstuck method. I looked at my thoughts about how awful this month is going to be and more and more thoughts about that. And I investigated those beliefs and then I considered new ones, including choosing one or two days each week for a fun day and accepting the situation as it is and considering that God willing, this is temporary and that my kids don't watch a lot of movies during the year, and now would be a great time for that. And I considered that I'm a good mom, and I had even more considerations than that. And by the time I finished my inner work, I felt so much better. I even felt excited for the day, not because I was planning to spend so much time with my kids. I wasn't, and I didn't. I actually created 20 minutes to play a card game with them, and the rest of the day I was working, but I was excited because I created a sense of order and acceptance and compromise 
so that it would be a win-win for all of us. And I also really just felt so much more in control after having gotten unstuck. Look, is it going to be the best summer of their lives? No. But does it need to be one of dread? Also, no. We can really make the best of this. We just need to know what it is that we want to create and then choose our thoughts to align with that. And that's it. And it's the same thing with everything in life, right? From your relationships to your physical health to starting a business. It's way too easy for the mind to go to the negative. That's the natural tendency of the mind. We do that by default. The question is, do you want to feel those feelings? If you're feeling negative feelings, are they serving you? And if not, go back to understanding what it is you want to create and then choose the thoughts that will support what it is that you want to feel. You may be wondering, why would you want to do that? Well, in addition to feeling better, Your feelings are actually really powerful because they impact your actions. So for instance, if you are feeling not confident in your work, that's going to impact how you show up and how you perform. If you're feeling disappointed in a friend, that's going to impact your behavior with them. If you're feeling helpless about losing weight, that's going to impact how you eat. Your feelings are way more powerful than you may realize, so it's really important to be precise and to choose the ones that you actually want to feel. And again, the way that you do that is by carefully choosing your thoughts. And the way that you can do that is by aligning with what it is you want to create in that moment. So my friends, let's do an experiment now. Notice how you're feeling in this very moment. Bring to mind maybe one to three words. What are you feeling right now? Are the feelings that you are feeling feelings that you want to be feeling right now? And if they're not, or there are other feelings that you want to be feeling, What are, let's say, one to three feelings that you want to be feeling right now or feelings that you want to feel sometime today? Now, if you want to feel those feelings, which thoughts do you need to believe in order to create those feelings? Now, it's not enough just to come up with a thought You actually have to believe the thought. This exercise that we're doing right now or getting unstuck in general is not going to do you any good if you don't take on a new thought that you actually believe. That's pretty key to this practice. You have to believe the thoughts that you want to have. If you don't, you'll end up believing the thoughts that are causing the emotions that you don't even want to have. Okay, my friends, I offered a few different examples in this episode about creating emotions, and you may want to re-listen to this episode again in order to really digest this content. 
Of course, the best way to do this work is to actually do it, not just listen to me speak about it. So if you do choose a new thought and you recognize the new emotion that it created, feel free to share that with me inside of the Facebook group Living Deliberately Together, which is a group that I created for those who have enrolled in my self-paced online course called The Living Deliberately Blueprint. If you haven't yet enrolled in that, you can find it on the homepage of my website. Once you enroll, you are invited to join that private Facebook group where these conversations about living deliberately continue, and I would love to see you there. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week, and as always, I look forward to living deliberately together with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Living Deliberately Together podcast. It is my honor and privilege to be able to show up here each week for you. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to start applying this work to your life, you have to check out the Living Deliberately Blueprint. It's my online self-paced course, which will teach you my tools and everything you need to know about living deliberately. Head over to my website, shiragura.com for more details. I look forward to starting this amazing journey with you.